Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hi, this is Claire's vlog for the 24th of February 2022. Today, I want to share something with you that I heard last night that just went ping <laughs> for me. Uh, it, I tell you what, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm doing these videos at the moment, but I don't, I'm hearing these things that are just so applicable to narcissistic abuse at the moment that it's, it's, it's very interesting. So what did I hear last night? I heard this expression, and the expression was, are you spending more on the car repairs than the car is worth? And this was in the context of talking about a relationship. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this is what this is what it all boils down to in a nutshell. OK, what happens when you're dealing with a narcissist and it doesn't matter if it's a parent or a partner or whoever it is, you end up. Spending more on repairs for that car than it's actually worth. So you end up putting so much more effort into the relationship than it's actually worth. And, and I wish that I'd known this. I wish that I'd realized this because I tried for years with my father to work out our relationship. I tried for years to try to understand why we didn't have a good relationship. And it wasn't that we were rowing all the time. It was that we would have these kind of intermittent kind of bad spells when something would happen that increased when I told them that I was going to come and live in France and that really increased when I told them that I was pregnant. Previous to that, it had been every couple of years or so, so it was enough to kind of sweep it under the rug and kind of forget about it. But towards the end, especially when I got pregnant and had my son, I couldn't ignore these things anymore. But it had been a massive struggle for years. So here's the, here's the example of how it was a massive struggle. I wrote to him when I was 21. I wrote to him when I was 21 to try to understand our relationship, to, to tell him how I felt so that we could sit down and we could talk about it and we could work it through so that I wouldn't be so confused about these things that's happened. I wouldn't be so hurt or angry or frustrated or sad about them either. And then we could come to a kind of uh, agreement between the two of us of how things would proceed. That was all starting with the kind of um, assumption that he wanted the relationship as much as I did, okay? So I wrote this letter when I was 21 and he didn't even respond. He sent my mother. And my mum and I went to the pub and we talked about everything that I'd mentioned in the letter. And all she did was either defend him, make excuses for him, or denied that it happened. Or else she just said, I don't know about that. But the issue wasn't with her. The issue was with my father. So I should have really taken note back when I was 21 that this was the dynamic. This was how things were going to be. 
And I think I did. I think at 21, I gave up. I gave up on him. And I only really stayed in contact for my mum. But of course, I couldn't see my mum without seeing my dad. My mum wouldn't see me on my own. They came as a pair. I'd have to go and visit them. And because I was seeing my mum and I had to see him at the same time, there was this, there was a constant kind of um, discomfort or unease or difficulty in our relationship that continued because all this stuff that I'd raised when I was 21 was never addressed, was never addressed by my father. So I see as the 15 years between when I was 21 I wrote that letter and when I was 36 when I finally went no contact because I realised about narcissistic personality disorder. I see that as 15 years of kind of torment. And especially towards the end, especially towards the end when he started to become more vile, I didn't understand that he was testing me. He was... He was looking to see where my priorities lay. And he wanted to know that it was him over my son. So what he would he would do one thing, and I would react probably in a way that showed him that he wasn't my priority. And then he'd try something else. Sometimes it worked. So he would then ramp it up so the next time he'd be a little bit more vile. He'd just push it and see how how much he could get away with. But I do remember the stress that I went through because we had a massive row that just went, it went on for months. In fact, I think it might have gone on for like a year, a year and a half. It was never resolved. And it was never resolved because he didn't want to resolve it. So all the issues that I had with him were never resolved. And the thing is, he was he was feeding off of it not being resolved because I wanted to resolve it. I wanted to work out what the problem was. I wanted to have a relationship with him. And he would feed out of that desire. So the more that it wasn't resolved, the more that I needed to work things out, the more that we sat and had conversations, the more he could just be smug and sit back. He was like, he sat back, he put his feet up. He was like, oh, look at her. She cares so much about me and I don't give a shit about her. And the more I put in, the less he put in. So it got to the stage with my father that the car was a shitty old wreck. That everything needed to be replaced. And, and I'd already replaced all the main components. I'd already replaced the engine. And I was like, at the end, I was just like, no, the whole car's rusted. It's not worth salvaging this. I can't salvage it. Because I also needed him to contribute as well to, to make this relationship, this car, function well and properly. And he wasn't doing it. He wasn't doing it. So when I heard that, you spend the more, more on the car repairs than it's worth, I thought that is absolutely a perfect example of the, the stage that you get to in narcissistic abuse. It's a gradual process. The car is steadily starting to fall apart. And it starts off with the basic things that you've always got to have replaced, the tires, the brakes, the oil changes, all that kind of stuff. And then gradually over time, it starts to be other things need to be replaced. And it's getting more and more costly 
But what is it costing you? What is it costing you to still be in contact with that narcissist? What is it costing you in terms of the relationships that you have with other people? What is it costing you in terms of your energy expenditure on carrying on to invest in that car, even though it's not worth it, even though there are other relationships that you can can invest in where you are loved and approved of and you get that love back that you're giving? How are you losing out in terms of your physical health from the stress that you're under from dealing with them? What cost are you paying when your emotional health is suffering because it's up and down with them? One minute, everything's great and you think they're going to be the parent or partner that you want them to be. And the next minute you're having a big row and you don't know where it comes from. Nothing ever gets sorted out. What about your mental health that you never know where you stand with this person? What is it costing you? So I think that's a, I I really like that because I think it's a really concise way of showing what narcissistic abuse is all about. So I hope that this helps. I hope that it gets, helps to give you clarity. I, help, I hope that it helps you understand the dynamic. Okay, take care. See you tomorrow. Bye.